Hey there and welcome to this week's edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast made for fans by fans, where the content is absolutely free. Episode 61 of the Jersey Podcast, and I'm your host, Colin Armstrong. Uh, I've been away for a few weeks, moving house and stuff like that, but I'm back this week. Uh, if you're a regular listener to the pod, we would ask you to subscribe. Uh, if this is your first time, then again, also subscribe, leave us a wee comment, and get the word out there via social media and all the rest of it. Let people know that we're here. We're live tonight. We're live on YouTube. You can post comments. You can join in. The show is interactive. Uh, I'll try and read out some of those comments as we go on. But after tonight, the, the show will be able to stream or download on a variety of uh, platforms, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher, and Spotify. So a lot to get through. It's been a, it's been a great day. Uh, we didn't have such a good uh, week on Thursday night there. Uh, the, 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 youngs, the, excuse me, the young boys game. We'll get on to that later on in the show. But today, is, it's almost been like a perfect day. Uh, we win 5-0 at home against Hamilton. Uh, the Mankey mob get pumped through at the Tony Macaroni Stadium. And before we finished up for the last uh, international break, we were three points behind Celtic and umpteen goals behind them. As we finish up this week to go into the international break, uh, we're two points in front and umpteen goals in front. There's been a huge uh, swing in the goal difference thanks to Rangers just battering everybody in sight. So it's all good. Uh, in the Rangers Garden. So we'll go through that. We'll have a wee look at the game today, a look at the the game midweek and some of the stuff that came out of that. And a wee look at some of the other stuff, you know, the director of football stuff and the, the Legends game next week just to finish the show off. Uh, joining me tonight, we've got uh, a pod regular and David Fraser. How are you, David? Oh, well, thanks, Colin. Uh, yeah. I'm fine fettle after today's performance as you've neatly outlined there in your... Uh, ne- neatly outlined, you make me sound like a professional, David. Oh, we are a pro, Colin. We've been at this long enough. We, 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 we couldn't call you an amateur these days, could we? <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I've, I've been called an amateur at many, many things, and I think my podcast hosting abilities would, would, would probably fall into that uh, category as well. Yeah. But no, a good day today. Were you, were you there at Ibrox today, aye? Of course, aye, aye, I was there. Uh, some cracking goals, as we'll get on to in the, later in the show, and an all-round very, very professional performance. The, the, the type of performance that's required of a side that's serious about challenging for the, the top honours in Scotland. Yeah, I would say that. I, I, you know, there's St. Johnson game a couple of weeks ago, 4-0. All right, the first half was a wee bit a wee bit dodgy, but second half, we were outstanding. Last week, I couldn't make the game last week because that's when I moved house and my life is upside down, if I'm being honest with you at the time. It was a disaster. Uh, so I wasn't at the game last week, but we won 5-0 and then 5-0 again today. So you know, 14 goals in three games. As you say, we're looking like we're going to make a fist at this year. So uh, I will get through all that as we, as we get on. Uh, also joining me tonight is a renowned journalist and top sport uh, general, Stuart Weir. How are you, Stuart? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yes, um, all good, all good. All good. Were, were you at Ibrox today? 
Uh, no, it's very difficult for me to be in two places at once when there are two matches taking place. Um, uh, and because of other commitments, uh, I basically have to watch uh, both uh, on on TV. So um, that is how a great many Sundays are going to be spent between now and December, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately. But no, I was going to say, there's worse ways to make a living. Shit, I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, and I probably sampled one or two of them in my time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was uh, it was uh, it was it was an interesting day, uh, an interesting day, uh, and I think um, it's easy to say a much better day for Rangers than it was for Celtic. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm completely unbiased in these situations, and I always think they're good days. When it's a bad day for them, I think by definition it's a good day for us. So, yeah, today is a good day. So we'll get right in. Uh, we'll have a wee discussion about today's game. Uh, Stuart, I'll come back to you. The, the, the starting 11, Stephen Gerrard made three changes from the team on Thursday night. Obviously, Ryan Jack's injured. I believe he's out of the Scotland squad now because of his injury. Uh, Hollander uh, dropped out and Morelos, came at, uh, Morelos dropped out Sorry for Defoe, Stuart uh, and Emerson. So what did you make of his selection today? I don't think it mattered a single jot. <laughs> um, I think that's maybe an indication of where Rangers are at just now um, in terms of how they're performing, how they're playing, and, um, you know, the, the, the general well-being as a team and as a squad where Stephen Gerrard now is in a position where people can, can come and go quite literally, um, and he can chop and change when it suits him, either tactically or in terms of personnel and their availability. And I think we saw that today. I don't think anybody who watched that game um, from the off and hadn't previously seen Rangers would have been any the wiser that they'd actually made three changes. And, and that has to be, in terms of Rangers, that has to be good for them going forward. Yeah, I would agree. I thought it was good to see uh, Emerson getting getting a game. I must admit, we'll come on to, to talk about him later in, later on. I thought he played really, really well today, and I think it's good to see Stewart coming in as well because you know he's had to sort of sit in the sidelines for a wee bit, but he's starting to look. I thought he played pretty well on Thursday night as well. Uh, so yeah, good to see them coming in. David, the, the, the overall performance. You no, know, I was as I said, I wasn't at the game last week, uh, and I haven't seen much of the highlights. I don't. I've not had my my TV and all that set up yet. Still in that sort of moving process. So my sky's not in yet. So I've never seen sports scene or anything like that. I've not really seen much football over the last week. But speaking to people that I know that are at the game, apparently Rangers were, were in top form last week. Felt like that again today. Uh, how did you view the overall performance? Like Stuart says, Colin, I thought the, the performance was excellent and it's, it's a good... Um, Barometer of where the Rangers squad is currently that three players, um, especially with regards to Ryan Jack and Alfredo Morelos, the players of their, their calibre and Philip Hollander to, to an extent as well, being a, a Swedish international, can drop at the side and there's not really too much uh, discrepancies in, in, in the overall level of performance, especially when you, when you, you measure that up against the, the performance against Aberdeen last week and St. John's the previous Sunday. So, yeah, the, the overall performance I thought was very, very good. Uh, the tempo was was pretty good considering the, the, 
effectively playing against eleven men behind the ball. Um, as I've seen uh, Stuart uh, Franklin off air, I, I thought the, the, the thing that stuck out for me in the first half was that they didn't try and force it. Um, obviously, they got the first goal early on, and in games in the past, the recent past, you know, they've, they've normally got a wee bit frustrated with not getting a, a quick second goal, but they, they were patient, they tried to move um, the Hamilton defence about the pitch uh, in order to, to, to make more chances, and as you said there, Greg Stewart played a, a significant role today in moving the Hamilton Aki's defence about the pitch. In tandem with Shea Ojo, I've got to say, um, even though Shea Ojo didn't have a great game today, he's still working. He's, he's trying to move players about to create space for other players. And uh, one of the words that, that the managers used in the past, which you know, we maybe fell short on, was that was, again, another ruthless performance from Rangers, mm -hmm. putting a team in the bottom half of the, the table to the sword by five clear goals and... Uh, you, you couldn't have any complaints, I don't think, from a personal perspective, uh, with, with the performance today. I think, I think, David, the points you make there are absolutely valid. I mean, I, I think Rangers played at their pace today um, when they knew that they, they they knew what was expected of them and they knew if they actually won the game, what the end end result would be in terms of the, the, the table going into an international break. And I think they realised that if they played their game, they were going to they were going to beat Hamilton Aki's, you know, in one way or or another. And the fact was, they had ninety minutes to score one goal and not concede any. The ruthlessness of of the performance throughout, though, meant that they never actually um, they never actually sort of slowed down at any point in time. They gave as good a performance in the first ten minutes as they did in the last ten minutes, and I think. You know they weren't frustrated in any way. They 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 played to their strengths. I think if you look at the stats, you know we've seen stats like seventy eight percent possession before and and twenty two shots at goal without having uh, an end end product of ten or eleven on target and five goals to the good. But I think there was a a calmness about the Rangers' performance that that again you would be looking for for a team that has ambitions of, of winning the title. And, you know, and, and, and you know, one of the points we'll, we'll discuss, given the Celtic result, how important was this? It was very important because we've seen it in the past that if, if one team has stumbled, the other one has almost fallen flat in its face at times, simply because they just haven't been able to perform to the, the, the level required. So I think there was, a, there was an assurity about the Rangers' performance today. And certainly, I think above all else, that, that's something that will please um, Stephen Gerrard, that there was a professionalism and a maturity about that performance that I don't think we would have seen maybe 12 months ago and certainly we would never have seen two years ago. That was a point I was I was going to mention, uh, Stuart. The and it's it's not it's not just the the, the level of professionalism. And I actually felt towards the end a wee bit disappointed. See when Morelos came on, it was five 0 I thought they might get another couple here, and I was just a, I know it's been uber critical, but I was a wee bit disappointed we couldn't even sneak one more towards the end. But it's this. There's a couple of things here with uh, this result today and the and the performance. One Rangers teams in the past 
certainly last season under Steven Gerrard, struggled against teams that sat in and we struggled to break them down. Two, what you've mentioned there, any time Celtic drop points, we seem to not take advantage of that on, on more than one occasion. And we've spoke about it a lot in the pod about did that display a sort of lack of character, a lack of ability to to deal with the pressure that, that comes with playing with Rangers? And at the moment, and I'm I'm saying at the moment because you know we're still it's still very early days, you know, the clocks haven't even went back yet. But at the moment <laughs> depends it, where you live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> at the Sorry, moment some places it, it's still nineteen sixty-three. <laughs> <laughs> I could go even further back than that, I think, Stuart. But uh, at the moment, it seems like the Angels have... Stephen Gerrard's got this this group of players over that hurdle. It seems to me like they, they, they can deal with that challenge now. And that, that is surely a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the psychology of of being up against your, you know, your rivals, we saw it in England last year as well with... Liverpool and Manchester City and how how City pulled out some unbelievable performances when Liverpool put, put them under real pressure and that was a you know that was a sign of a team that that wasn't just good they were also in terms of the the, the psychology and the, the their mental well-being they were they were in you know top forum and I, and I think you know as you say it's a bit early to get carried away um you know, in terms of a Rangers leading a, the the league going into a, an international break, and as you say, we, we haven't even had you know Halloween um, against that's a, again that's available in places daily, but um, it's it's uh, it, it's it's just a, a I think if, if Stephen Gerrard has got Rangers in a position or the team in a position where if they do their their business, if they go about their business and the way they should do it, they will they will get the results. They did it against Aberdeen when maybe last week there was there was less pressure, but they they, they still went about their business the same way as they did um, earlier today. And I think you know that is that's a pretty good place to be. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, David, coming back to yourself, uh, we we're speaking earlier on before we came on air as well. Actually, we we're speaking about them. Uh, Ed Munson got his his sort of league debut today. Now there's been a bit of an issue with the the, the centre half, uh, the left hand side centre half, because obviously Goldson's there. It doesn't seem to me like Gerrard's going to take him out anytime soon. Uh, but the, his partner seems to it's been Katic, it's been Hollander, it's been Katic again. It looked like Katic has sort of nailed it down. Got a wee bit of doing against Livingston. Uh, Dykes gave him a hard time. Hollander's came in. Looked okay. He got a bit of a doing up at Livingston uh, with Dykes. And, you know, it seems to me they've been struggling to decide who, who should be on that, that the left uh, centre-back position should 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 be. Edmundson came in today. I thought, I mean, I know it's Hamilton and I know we shouldn't get too carried away, but I thought he performed very well today. I thought he looked very comfortable. Definitely have. That's only the second time I've seen George Edmondson live in the flesh, and uh, I was impressed. Um, I, I take your point. You've got to factor in that he's, he's possibly, you know, got a, a relatively easy ride today. But I thought he was faultless. He didn't put a foot wrong. He, his distribution was was excellent. Um, his position was was excellent, first class. 
never looked in any real any danger at all. In fact, you know, he, he was taking the, the ball down his chest in the halfway line, you know, with nonchalant ease uh, and starting moves. Um, I mean, I, I think we, we picked George up for what seven hundred and fifty k or something like that. I thought that's looking like very, very, very good business. Obviously, you know, the proof's in the pudding when he comes up against the uh, better strikers. Um, it's early days for him, but for for a guy that's 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 been in the fringes uh, of you know the, the kind of Europa League qualifiers, I think he came on at debut if I can remember correctly. But he's not a lot of game time. Um, he came on last week uh, against Aberdeen at, at Ibrox, and he, he moved into the, the centre of the pitch as a almost like the enforcer type role, and. Uh, he broke his neck to get back and dispossessed. He me a tackle on something and dispossessed something. And his, his recovery speed was it was something to, you know, I don't want to you know, wax lyrical here, but it was something to behold. He, he, was, he, he really looked as if he, he wanted to, to get back and, and make the ball his. And that only augurs well. He's a young player. Uh, he's in a good place in terms of learning and progressing. Obviously, it's a big step up moving from the, the level of Oldham Athletic are playing at to playing for Rangers, the level of expectation and just the general size of the operation. Um, but certainly, his performance today would suggest that he merits more game time going forward in, in the, the upcoming fixtures. I would say. Just the, just in the, um, the as a you know, an add to in terms of um, today and the results from today. Uh, you remember a couple of weeks ago when Rangers played Livingston, the the, the central defence were um, supposed to have taken an absolute battering in that game and been tested and found wanting in the likes. Um, and Rangers kept a clean sheet and won that game. If you contrast that to this afternoon when Lyndon Dykes did the exact same to the Celtic central defence... He scored a goal and helped his team win that game. It's maybe sometimes you, you can be overcritical of seeing somebody in action or seeing somebody playing for the first time and not actually realise that they may actually be up against better opposition than you gave them credit for. Because I think today, you know, Lyndon Dykes for, for Livingston had another outstanding game. I don't think he was any any better or any any different from what it was a couple of weeks back against Rangers. So it might, on that occasion, it, it might have been uh, a slight on his ability that um, people were highlighting how badly the, the Rangers central defence played him rather than actually concentrating on the fact that here's a guy who's actually playing pretty well just now and had an outstanding game today. I, I think with Dykes, you've got a point. I mean, I've seen him twice now. Uh, I mean, I think you've got to... I know, I know he's, he's gave Celtic a doing today, but I mean, obviously Ryan Christie was sent off, which I think if Rangers had went down to 10 at Livingston, that, that could have been a different outcome that night. But uh, I think Dykes is possibly someone... He looks to me like, like someone that is playing for a move. Yeah. You know I mean, he, yeah. he thinks he can play at a higher level. And I felt a wee bit for Katic. I, I, I wasn't convinced he deserved to be taken out the side for that performance. I mean, we won the game quite comfortably at Ibrox against Livingston. Uh, I thought Hollander, I had read before, uh, I'd, I'd seen Hollander before he'd, he'd made his debut. Uh, I'd, I'd read a piece somewhere, I can't remember what it was, that he lacked pace. 
He was he was good in terms of his uh, positional sense, but he had to be good because his his pace was was suspect. And I think we saw that at Livingston, he did look slow on a, on a couple of occasions. Uh, but today, I thought Edmondson looked looked great. I thought he looked, but it's it's hard to to gauge so early on because, uh, as David's pointed out, he's playing against Hamilton, and I think you would have to see him against stronger opposition before you could make a, a, a better judgment on him, so to speak. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Coming back to yourself, Stuart, the, 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 your, your namesake, Greg Stuart, now obviously came in, he was one of the main men at Kilmarnock, and I think he was on loan at Aberdeen for a bit. He's come into Rangers, I thought, when we signed him, I thought he was someone that would probably get a lot of game time. That hasn't been the case. He's, he's sort of had to sit in his hands a wee bit and, and, and bide his time. But he's, he's come into the, the frame over the last two or three games. I think he's looked the part. Uh, how do you view it? I think there's going to be that sort of waiting game for you know a couple of players. You, know, you mentioned Edmondson there. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that he's come in, he hasn't made any mistakes, he's done the job asked of him and he's probably under consideration again when everybody comes back after the international break. And I think it's the same with you know Greg Stewart. I think people have watched Scottish football are aware that he's a, a, a talented guy that I don't think he was going to, you know, I don't think we were going to see him forcing his way to the front of the queue at uh, Rangers simply because of the other personnel that Rangers had at their disposal and, uh, you know, and who they added to thereafter. But again, he's, he's, he's not a bad guy to have on standby or to be held back uh, in reserve and to be, you know, utilised against certain opposition. And, and, I, and again, I, I think... I think at times Rangers have struggled against the likes of Hamilton Ackies and other teams who've come and played with, uh, you know, two absolutely rigid banks of four, or in Ackies' case, probably two banks of five, and um, you know, giving Rangers no space to play. So I think I think guys with his kind of ability and his sharpness will be vital as the season, you know, the season goes on, simply because they can create the chances, they can create the openings for others. Uh, and and again, you're looking for these guys to have a freshness about them come January, February, March time. And you don't want some of these guys to be played out, um, you know, during November, December, because you want to be able to lift your game again after the turn of the year. So I think he's been a, he's been a good purchase. I, th- I think if he puts the performances in and, you know, Stephen Gerrard is is aware that this is a guy he can call upon, either starting him or, or as an impact player off the bench, then it'll be uh, a bright future for him at Rangers. Yeah, I, I can remember, I, I can't remember what game it was. It was one of the early uh, European qualifying games. It, it featured in a, a game at Ibrox. And again, it's sort of lesser opposition, so... It's hard to gauge and, and judge just how good they are. But I thought he looked good. And I've, I've yet to see him not really play well, if you know what I mean. Every game I've seen him, I thought he, he's, he's looked good. I, I think he can definitely add something to this this, this Rangers squad. And uh, I, I think, as, as, as you've just said there, Stuart, there, there will definitely be room for him going forward because I, I, I like the look of the boy. I think if his name was Candace, I think if his name was Candace, <laughs> people would be raving about him. Put it that way. 
Well, th- th- there is there is a bit of that, and you do kind of wonder if we look over our own boys and and preference for these guys with the, the fancy sounding foreign names. Uh, David, th- 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 there was talk through the week there about apparently J- Jermaine Defoe is looking to sign a permanent deal, and there's there's talks going on and all the rest of it. He's three goals today. Uh, I mean, I know he's thirty-seven, and he's he's at the you know he's at the tail end of his career. But the guy obviously can can still play at this level. His three finishes today, I thought, were sublime. Well, you've got to say um, textbook striking, Colin. Uh, well, do you know? Sorry, sorry, Colin. You know who he reminded me of? Me at the fives. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm lying? <laughs> This this will be the first this will be the first podcast in history to be drug tested. <laughs> Telling you, there's there's plenty of anecdotal evidence out there, mostly mine to be fair. But anyway, sorry, David, on you go. No, no trouble, no, no. Like, got to got to give you your place, Colin. Come on, somebody, a man of your calibre on the Astro. I mean, we've got to got to make way for you. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, no, um, Jermaine. I mean, I mean, he looked like a guy. I mean, you mentioned there, Lyndon Dykes, notably playing for a, a move. I would say Jermaine definitely played the day, looking for to sign a contract. I mean, he's he's finishing the day was was excellent. Um, speaking to, to Stuart uh, off air um, about his his goals today. I mean, his, his first goal was obviously a sublime finish. The marker, a, a class operator. Um, his second goal, uh, I'll leave just now. His, his third goal is obviously, you know, the, the, a snapshot. If the ball's there to be hit, smash into the net. You know, that's the type of stuff that you're, you're taught uh, as a, you know, a player, if you're a striker. Obviously, it's very instinctive. But I thought, for me, his second goal of the day was, was textbook stuff for a, a small striker or a low centre of gravity. Takes the ball in. Nice control, rolls the defender using his hindquarters, makes a yard to get a shot away, but he, he doesn't he doesn't slash at it, he doesn't try and you know put the laces through it, he just he places it. You know, yeah, even Meg the, the, the defender. Right under the corner on the side net. The, the, the type of finish that you know with the best one in the world you can try and coach, but that's just natural ability. And uh, today um, I mean, he's making me eat my words. I honestly thought that, that Jermaine Defoe's legs have gone. And to, to an extent, I think you were, you were mentioning about it off here, that I mean, he's not going to run the channels to the same extent that he did when he was a player with West Ham and Portsmouth and Spurs, and a lesser extent with, with Sunderland. But it's uh, he's, he's just his awareness. He's trying to play balls in um, to his, his partners, you know, his striking partners, and... It was just it was a, an excellent performance today. The, the type of performance that, as a manager, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard, you know, being an ex teammate of his at, at international level, would, 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 would think to myself, or think to yourself, you know, that's the type of performance that I've got, Jermaine at the club, to you know, to you know, to, to go with uh, during that game. It's just it was it was textbook stuff, and for a guy's age, to show the awareness and, and the. The quality of finish, I just thought it was, it was a, an excellent performance. Just, just, just on that, David, I think actually, uh, you know, people saying that 
Jermaine Defoe won't run the channels and, and, and won't put himself in the places that maybe he would have done a few years ago. I think I think he's he doesn't have to do that just now because um unlike last season where he maybe tried to do too much, I think it's actually been made easy for him by the players around him who are are obviously playing to his strengths. And as much as if he gets a ball at his feet in the box, then there's a fair chance he's either going to you know tee up for somebody else or have a, a, a go at goal. I don't think he needs to, I don't think he's trying as hard this season as he, he, he was doing last season. And I think that's why it might actually be coming easy for him this 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 time around. The other thing is he he's, he's you know for all intents and purposes, is actually more of a, a regular fixture in and around the Rangers' first team with the amount of game time he's actually getting. I mean, today, you know, is another example of that. And I think, you know, again, if he's a striker, he, these guys think to themselves, I only need one chance and I'm going to score. If he's then thinking that if I get one chance in 90 minutes, I'll take it, he'll also be thinking, I'm actually going to get more chances than that. So much like the Rangers' team performance... There wasn't any panic. I think the I think the Aki's goalkeeper maybe made the first the first one a bit easier for him because he he he, he came um he came off his line I thought far too quickly. Now that's not saying that the force finish wasn't uh, you know good. It was a, a cracking finish. I mean, how many times in the past have we seen guys like you know Francis Jeffers and David Healy and Chris Boyce smash the ball off the goalkeeper and end up in the top tier of the Brimlone stand. But so the guy showed his ability and his prowess with that goal and the second one and, the, and you know all three goals. But I, I do think that he is more comfortable just now this season um, at Rangers in the in the in the position that he's playing in terms of being a team player than it was last year. And I think that element of desperation being taken out of his game has actually added to what he offers Rangers. Oh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree, Stuart. I was going to say, um, with regards to Greg Stewart, I mean, and that's a phrase that's, that's, that's currently in vogue. I mean, he, Greg Stewart has taken a lot of uh, the load off of Scott Arfield in terms of playing in between the lines, making space, yeah. dropping deep, taking the ball and turning, trying to feed the ball wide to Tavernier or to a lesser extent, Borna Barisic. But you're right in what you say. I, I concur wholeheartedly. The players round about the floor are making it easier for them. You're spot on with your analysis, I would say, in terms of... He's obviously come into the club in the winter transfer window last season and he's he's obviously been finding his feet. He's new to the league. He's new to the, the type of football that gets played in the Scottish Premier League. And... Whilst he maybe was more inclined to run the channels a bit more than he has been this season, last season, um, obviously he's, he's not got the legs that he had in, in, in years gone by, but he's, he's obviously got that, that intelligence with the amount of experience that he's accumulated during the, the time of his career. Um, but the likes of Greg Stewart today, they're, they're playing nice wee one-twos, trying to, in tandem with Shea Ojo as well, Scott Arfield was contributing. I think, you know, we're, the elephant in the room in terms of the, the overall performance today was, was Stevie Davis. We've no mention to him. Stevie Davis was excellent. I thought the, the side kind of slightly dropped off when Stevie Davis get, get substituted, but I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think Defoe is showing you know, supreme game intelligence. He's been in the right place at the right time. Obviously, you know, Kenny Miller, similar to Kenny Miller, in that you know, sometimes 
there's an art to just standing still. <laughs> the, the, you know, the play to move about you and you just find space naturally. And that, all, that comes with experience. Don't get me wrong, there's a degree of instinct as well, knowing when to move and when not to move. But I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think the, the, the performance, all round performance today by Jim before was, was excellent. Well, I mean, he's three goals. The first one was a peach, I thought. You know, he's put through. It was uh, Something worth mentioning is the ball for Scott Arfield, I think, that put him through. That was an absolute peachy ball as well. You know, and the keeper's coming out, and he does it. Classic striker. Sees the space, thinks it. The second one, I think you're right, David, that's probably the best of, of the three. You know, he's, he's a couple of nice wee touches, rolled the defender, placed it in at the far corner. But, I mean, I know we're talking about the third one there. You know, you know it's, it's instinctive. Uh, I think it was Greg Stewart that had the shot and it's came back and he's just but you know, he's just slashed it into the empty net. But there's 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 anticipating these things. You know, there's you know, getting into the space and knowing where to be and an anticipation for that happening. And again, I don't think that's something you can coach. And and I think what Defoe does give Stephen Gerrard, I mean he's given us a lot of goals, you know, he's he's scoring for fun this season. But what he also gives is, you know, every now and again he can like say today he can take uh, Morelos out of that team and just, you know, give him a wee break. Just give him a break and, and know that Stephen Gerrard would have been very confident the day that Defoe would have scored. You know, he came on against St. Johnson a couple of weeks ago and got two within five, ten minutes. You know, against a team like Hamilton, he knows that he's going to score. And I'm not sure up until Defoe arrived that Gerrard had that. You know, I think he was very, very reliant on Morelos. And then obviously Morelos is the type of player that at that point, anyway, this season he seems to be a bit better at, at dealing with the, the the sort of robust treatment he's getting for defenders. But at that point, if he was getting a done and he was retaliating, you know, he was getting sent off. So I think Defoe, I remember when he signed in, in January, folk were saying to me 37. I said, well, Kenny, Kenny Miller was doing a job at, at that age at 37. And I know who's a, who the better player is. If, if we were going to give the, the service to Defoe, I think he was always going to score goals. And 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 that's how it's how it's proved to be. Uh, Stuart, th- another player that's sort of we've talked. I mean, there's more. <laughs> there's more. There's more. There's there's more content than you can you can imagine on this show. Honestly, it's just content bonanza. Uh, we've we've spoke about Borna Barisic a lot on on this pod, and I'll hold my hands up and say that at times I've sort of thought there's no way back from you know what I mean. But over the last two or three games. He has started to look like he's settling into this job and he knows what it takes to play for Rangers now. And again, today, another, I mean, that free kick was an absolute peach. I think people um, historically tend to look at the past and, you know, through blue tinted glasses when it comes to, to Rangers and Rangers left backs. And if you get all the way back to when Graham Souness took over, you look at how many left backs he tried you know he had a Stuart Monroe there who he didn't fancy he, he brought in Jimmy Phillips who he then didn't fancy uh, Jan Bartram who he didn't fancy and, and Jan Bartram to be fair didn't fancy Souness either and he even tried guys like um, you know, Jimmy Nickel swapping sides so it, it, it's been a, a, a problem position I think I think you know Certain generations of Rangers fans will think that it was always, you know, Arthur Newman or David Robertson or somebody who was in that position. And 
what I would say is, uh, you know, Barisic is one of these kind of guys. Personally, I, I, I didn't really see too much that was bad with him or too much that was poor with him. I thought sometimes, sometimes he, he was a bit ponderous in reading situations, but I always thought his distribution was pretty good. And the fact that he was naturally left-footed always made a difference. Now that he's added, you know, uh, become a danger man from free kicks and added a couple of goals, put some even, you know, more in the, the, the forefront or the, the spotlight in terms of that position. And to be honest, I, I, I personally think he's somebody who's worth persevering with because I do think, you know, sport in general is about, about confidence. And I think the longer he's maybe made to feel as if he's the number one choice at, at Ibrox and with Steven Gerrard, the better he will become. And and nobody's going to, you know, nobody's um, suddenly saying, yeah, well, he, all he does is score fantastic free kicks and does nothing else because there was a time where nobody was scoring free kicks like that. So I think it's, I think it's maybe something that should, you know, a guy that should be persevered with and, and given a real run in the team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my biggest fear with him was uh, his character. And I, I've, I've kind of went on about this quite a lot in previous shows. You know, I, I, I think people, a lot of people envisage that playing for Rangers is quite simple and quite easy, you know, because if you're playing for Rangers, you're one of the best players in the country and you just turn up and you win games. But I, I don't think it's like that because you're playing every week you're playing against guys that are chucking everything at you. You know what I mean? They're... they're, they're, they're it's their cup final. And I, I think that brings a pressure that only certain people can deal with. And I've never really doubted Barisic in terms of his ability. I think he showed, you know, going forward, he can, he's, he's got good delivery. Uh, I, th- I think like Tav, he can be a wee bit suspicious defensively, but I think fullbacks these days, you know, there's, there's so much about going forward that... Yeah, are the defenders uh, essentially? Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Because uh, they, they do so much overlapping. Uh, <clears throat> Another thing about his temperament, sorry, just just you know to 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 cut in there. The other thing about his temperament is you've also got to realise that when he came into the Rangers team, who were in that squad, and now who are, are Rangers players, and if you like the leaders in that team, so you've got guys like Defoe who's played at the the very highest level and done it in international terms as well. You've got the guy, guys like Stephen Davis, who's played at the very highest level. You've got a guy like Scott Arfield, who flies across the other side of the Atlantic to play international football. You've got people there who have a different calibre of experience and therefore will be talking to these guys as their teammates and telling, you know, and explaining situations to them. Whereas I think a year back, I don't think the Rangers dressing room had players with that, capability to actually sit somebody down and explain what they should be doing as Rangers players and I think I think that is the difference whereas before you had one or two leaders um, at, in, the, in the Rangers team now I think you've got four or five or six Yeah, yeah and I think I, you've got a point, There's you need that mentality and, and, and that's what, I think that's what Rangers have been missing for a while, that sort of you know, when when it all state, uh, when it all cost type mentality. You know, and in those days when you're struggling, you just find a way. And I think a lot of players 
that have played for Rangers over the last two or three years have lacked that. You know, when when the when, when the pressure's up and you know you're playing against a team that are sitting in and you know the crowd are starting to get a bit antsy. That's when, and I I felt he was falling into that category. He just couldn't deal with the pressure of playing for Rangers. I I heard the story a few years ago that Kevin Thompson was initially like that when he he first arrived at Rangers. He he couldn't deal with a. a the, the win every game thing you know at Hibs you know if he won one week got a draw the next week and beat the following week that was considered a decent run of form you know at Rangers it's win 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 all the time but you know Kevin Thompson kind of grew into a Rangers player and if it wasn't for injuries and other situations there's an argument to say he might have been a, a Rangers captain at one point yeah, yeah and it's I think Barisic is maybe starting to to grow into it you know, I mean, there just there does seem to be this feeling that he's got over that early bump, and and now he's 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 starting to starting to motor. David, uh, coming back to yourself, the the, uh, the substitutions today, there was one I was glad to see, uh, and that was Jamie Murphy making his return. Obviously, a victim of the plastic pitch at Kilmarnock last year, uh, you do kind of wonder what the future holds from, but. I thought it was good to see him come back today. Most definitely, Colin. Um, 14 months out of a guy's career who's, if not you know, the wrong side of 30, he'll be around about 30. So he's not got a lot of time left. Um, great to see Jamie back. Looked to be in, in decent form. Uh, should have scored, albeit would have been chopped off for, for offside when he hit the post. But uh, great to see him back. Um, I think this is to, to augment Stuart's point a couple of questions earlier um, with regards to the strength of the squad. I mean, there's, there's Jamie Murphy come in the day. Didn't look out of place, you know, he looked as if he was reasonably up to speed. And I think uh, Stephen Gerrard's post-match comments, he said that, that Jamie deserved his place. It wasn't just a case of giving him minutes. It was, you know, he, he has been pushing hard in training to try and get into the, the 18. And he... Uh, uh, it was great to see him back. I just, um, I just hope that he can, he, he can, he can be in uh, and run about squads going forward. Because um, one of the heartening things today for me, I mean, he, Andy King wasn't involved, Brandon Barker wasn't involved. Obviously, Jordan Jones is, is still on his way back from injury. Ryan Kent is on his way back from injury. I mean, they're they're good players to to know be featuring. Uh, in a Rangers performance over a 90-minute period. So, um, Jamie Murphy, again, you know, a, a good, solid player, a good, solid squad player as a goal threat, um, can link play. And to go through that, that must have been mental torture for him because by all accounts, he's had a couple of setbacks during his, uh, his recovery. And uh, to go out there in front of the fans today, I'm sure uh, he would have a big weight off, off the boy's mind and I'm, I'm really pleased for him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, was, I, was, I was really happy to see him because I thought he was, <clears throat> when he went out, it, it looked to me like he was just starting to become one of Stephen Gerrard's sort of, don't want to say favourites, but someone who was going to feature heavily under Gerrard and then, you know, he got that injury and, and, and that was that. Stuart, we, we said just as we came on air uh, about at the last international break, you know, we played Celtic at Ibrox. 
and Celtic won the game two nine. So we went into the, the the international break three points behind. We're now going into an, another international break, and we've turned it around. You know, we're now two points ahead in the space of a month. Uh, we've, we've overturned the, the 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 points difference and wiped out because they had quite a substantial goal difference at that point. Uh, so in t- in terms of praise. How much did the Steven Gerrard and his squad deserve for for turning that around so quickly? Because it could have been a, a you know, it could have been a a, a a defeat that you know sent us into a tailspin, you know, and started to get draws and the odd wee defeat here and there, and going into this uh, international break, say maybe five or six points behind. Yeah, I think I think Steven Gerrard sends the players away, those that will be on international um, duty, with um, his best wishes. He'll be hoping that they come back uh, in one piece. And basically, he'll be saying, and when you come back again, we pick up where we left off. We, 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 can't, we can't allow ourselves to not to hit the ground absolutely flying again. And, you know, and I think, I think after the, the old firm defeat, I think Rangers had a couple of weeks to actually dwell on it that... We are getting closer, but we still have the ability to lose games that we really have to be winning. And I think the mindset since then has been, it doesn't matter who it is, we have to go out and win these games. And we have to go out and win these games. And now we also have to score goals. I think I think Rangers, the Rangers players would be thinking that if they could keep it close again, there's still another three old firm games to be played. And you would take your chances in those, but you need you need to stay close. And I think what's happened is that the, the Rangers' mindset and the positivity of playing whoever it is that you put up in front of them just now is that this is a game that we're going to win. And if we win it handsomely, great, but we are going to win this game. And I think that's a, that's a big difference that, you know, you could say Rangers have turned things around, all I think they've done is actually go out with the commitment levels that means that they're trying to win every single game, every single week. And if you get the results, you start applying pressure to others around you. Yeah, and I mean, it's what I mean, I have to say, I didn't think we would have turned it around so quickly. You know what I mean? It's to, to be in this, and again, as I said earlier on, the clock's only back yet. I've uh, uh, been put back yet. The... It's no Halloween. It's no. It's no Christmas. You know, we're very, very early into the season. But to turn that around so quickly and and you know put a message out there that we're in this 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 title race. You know, I think Gerard and these, these players deserve a huge amount of credit. Guys, going to wrap up the game today. There was one really nice point today, uh, uh, over and above uh, seeing Jamie Murphy coming back, and uh, it was seeing. Uh, Paul Gascoigne back at Ibrox. Obviously, he was he was back. I think he was at Murray Park yesterday doing the rounds and meeting people. Uh, he came on to do the halftime draw today. Said a couple of words for the Rangers fans that will probably get him hauled over the coals again. But uh, looking fit and healthy. Good to see him, guys. No. Definitely, Colin. Definitely. Um, I think his his nephew's uh, having a trial just now. Uh, yeah, I read that. I read that earlier on today. Yeah, I, it was. It was great. It was. It was um, maybe that's a fact for how how time's passing, but it was. It brought back um, some tremendous memories today. Seeing him on the pitch, I know he's been up, you know, in the last 
five years or so. Um, I think maybe when, the, when either Ali McCoyce was the manager, I think, during our, our time on the, the journey, or during the journey, I should say. But aye, it's great to see guys. I, I watched the, the video of him up at, um, at Ock and Howie on the, the club's YouTube channel, and aye, he's looking well. He's posing for photographs of the players. It was, it was a nice touch to see him playing with the uh, youth development players uh, that were playing during the half-time draw uh, the day. Nice touch, and aye, it was, it was great chanting his name. You know, there, there is only one in Paul Gascoigne. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I don't think Rangers fans um will ever forget what he did for the club. Uh, and I don't think he'll ever forget the time that he had at Ibrooks. So again, great to see him looking better than, than he has done um in recent times. And and I think, you know, it goes without saying, anytime he does show face um at Ibrooks. One, it'll be welcomed by the fans, and secondly, it'll be more than welcomed as well by the manager, who still, you know, being a, a an international um, with more, more than a hundred caps for England, obviously knows what it takes at that level, and would have been in no doubt of just how good a player Paul Gascoigne was as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think we can all love the player and all the rest of it, but. I think that there has been times in the last few years I've, I've feared that he wasn't going to be here for much longer, if, if you can see what I'm meaning. And uh, I always think with Gascoigne, there's, there's, there's always a chance that he'll slip into you know, bad habits and stuff like that. But at this present moment in time, it, he's looking he's looking fit and healthy. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely good to see him today. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think we'll wrap up with... with, with on the game and more there I think guys so we'll move on to the other topics that uh, we're looking at I'm, I'm just having a look at some of the comments on the, the, the YouTube channel keep them coming uh, there's some good chat going on there uh, so keep it going guys uh, I'll try and get some read out later on uh, guys moving on to the game on Thursday night I'll just do a wee quick analysis I think <laughs> David I don't know how you felt I, I, I found it a really frustrating night it felt to me quite similar to the defeats against Spartak and Rapid Vienna away from home last season. Games that we could have and arguably should have won. And I, I kind of feel that about Thursday night. I thought the game was there for the taking. Uh, and just stupid mistakes cost us. And at the end, of it, I kind of felt, are we learning anything for previous European games? I think Gerard's got the, the qualifying games sussed. Uh, obviously, when you go into the group stages, the, the the quality goes up a wee bit, but there's just still silly things eating into our ability to win games, especially away from home. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that. Um, I know inevitably we're probably going to an analysis of the young boys game. We're probably going to um, go in and, and certainly one player. Uh, I, I think we, I. Definitely, the overwhelming feeling for me was one of frustration, like you call um, especially to take that kick in the teeth in the, the second minute injury time, uh, to lose that, that winning goal for, for young boys. Um, but, you know, I think you have to temper the fact that they missed a, an absolute sitter. They should have scored at least one goal during the, the first half. Um, a couple of other half chances that, you know, Alan McGregor wasn't terribly troubled, but 
you know, a great time to score a goal. Alfie again, outstanding. You know, he he had a, he had a chance went through earlier on just before he, he the chance he took for his goal, and he, you know he kind of kind of half-heartedly had to be his left foot. It was like a pass back, and that was obviously proved to be sighter for for the goal that he scored. Um, but you know, a tremendous time to score just before <coughs> half time. The boys were going buoyant. And for the half-time team talk, and he came out and and lose that first goal and the first five minutes. I mean, it, the manager must have been tearing his head out. I don't know what James Tallamy was thinking. I mean, he timed to put the ball at the park. He timed to kick the ball at the park. Um, but to, to my mind, and I'm loath to criticise James Tallamy because I've seen a, a vast improvement in his game, certainly since, since Stephen Gerrard came to, came to the club um, during his time under Graham Murray and to a lesser extent with, with, with Drew Cassinia. His defending definitely improved, but for him to try and mega player in that area of the pitch near our own corner flag to try and get the ball back to Conor Golson was absolutely criminal. That's the type of schoolboy stuff that you wouldn't see up the park. And um, for the captain to do that, it was just, it was almost like, it was like time travelling back to, to when he was a player under Mark Warburton. Um he obviously, he, he could criticise him for the second goal and, and going for his, uh, the wrong foot to try and cut the ball out. But um, I don't think Philip Hollander played terribly well. You, you mentioned earlier in the show there that his he's, he's lack of pace is a possible you know, question mark over his, his level. Um, I think he's seen there on, on Thursday night that that's, that's definitely an issue. Um, he had a tendency to get caught square as well with, with Conor Golson. But... <coughs> I think um, to try and be succinct as possible, I know that times against this year, that I think the big thing for me coming for that game is how much we fell out when Ryan Jack went off the park. I thought Ryan Jack was absolutely outstanding on Thursday night. I thought he's, he's level. He looked every inch a player that could walk that Europa League group stage level of quality. I mean, he, he wasn't giving the ball away. If, if he did, it was, you know, it was very unlike him. He makes angles, he plays in nice wee triangles, he recycles the ball, he's he's adding driving forward in the pitch to the ball at his feet, his game. I just thought it was, it was tremendous. And when he went off injured, I thought, oh no, because he pulled up in the first half and it, it looked as if he ran it off. And I think Stephen Gerrard's mentioned he's got a problem around his knee and they don't know whether it's, it's a calf issue or whether it's a legacy issue with, with his knee, presumably from when he got a bad tackle against Motherwell with um, that fella. Fella's name forget escapes me just now. Um, but it was noticeable how much we seemed to lack that degree of control that we had when he was in the pitch when he when he went off. So, but I overwhelmingly they were frustrating. We 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 should have taken something for that game call. I could go on all night about it, but I'm, I dare say it's just <laughs> Well, I mean, the next point I'm going to come on to is, I mean, as you, as you said, David, we could hold him in one player. Uh, Stuart, there, there was a bit of a, 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 a Twitter spat, for want of a better phrase. You know, I, I certainly put stuff out there saying, you know, is are these the type of mistakes that you would expect a Rangers captain to do? You know, to do one is sort of okay. Everyone's capable of it. To do two, and I do think he has it in him defensively. I mean, going forward, I think he's he's, he's outstanding for Rangers. And I'm not here. I think some people think I'm here to just 
give Tav a kick in, and that, that's certainly not the case. I think he's one of Rangers' best assets, and I'm, part of me is quite surprised that he's still here. I thought him and Morelos were sort of the two players that might have got big moves in the summer there. But there's no doubt that he has these mistakes in him, especially defensively. And I questioned his appointment as captain. Uh, so, I mean, I suppose the question I'm, I'm trying to come around to in, in a long-winded manner is, is he captain material? Is he, is, is he good enough to be a Rangers captain? Um, I think on that one, I would say he's probably, he has the captaincy because of good attendance. Um, because others haven't been there as long. And um, what I would say is that the fact he made those mistakes the other night is no surprise to me because I think anybody who follows me on Twitter will know some of the things I've said about him. His his deficiencies are covered up time and time again by the fact that going forward he has he has carried Rangers at times and, and that's not an exaggeration. At times in the past, you know couple of seasons, maybe not so much under Steven Gerrard this time around and, and maybe even a lesser extent last year as well, but the fact of the matter was he was he was Rangers only attacking option and you cannot do everything on your own. What I would say is he doesn't have to be doing all these things now in terms of an attacking option so therefore he should be concentrating on what he's doing defensively as well. I, I, again, he made a, an absolute howler for the second goal should that have been his his ball or should somebody else have been putting their name in that one? I'm not sure. A bad mistake. I think what I would say above all else is that you have to realise what Steven Gerrard did last season in Europe with Rangers and that was beating a winning or a, an unbeaten run and taking it to 11 matches, which was a, a record for Rangers, which uh, was one game more than the 92-93 team achieved in the Champions League. Okay, they might have been up against better better teams, but winning games of football against any opposition and remaining unbeaten is difficult enough at any time. So that was a great achievement. The fact that he's now actually managed to take Rangers into the group stages of the Europa League for a second successive year, anchored through all the qualifiers as well, shows that he, he might you might be right in terms of him having it sussed in terms of the qualifiers. But there have been better Rangers teams who have never got anywhere near group stages of major tournaments in consecutive years. And I think the fact that Rangers fans shouldn't be disappointed by not getting a result uh, against young boys, and I, and I do think Rangers should have at least, at least get a point out of that game. But the fact that the disappointment was so great on Thursday night, only goes to show actually what the expectation levels are now amongst Rangers fans actually in Europe. You go back to that Rangers team in 92-93, the following season, they get knocked out at the first attempt in the, in the, in the qualifying rounds for the Champions League by Leske Sofia in their very first game after they signed Duncan Ferguson. So I think Rangers fans, the expectation level, you know, we might be seeing a Rangers team that are performing extremely well in Europe, but I do think some of the fans are getting a wee bit greedy in terms of just exactly what they're expecting from the team. And, and you know, and disappointments will come around because you just cannot keep winning games or not losing games in European competition. 
Yeah, that's that. that, that that's fair comment. I, I think the frustration part, the frustrating part, is the, the feeling that, and you know, on, on Thursday night, both the the goals were self inflicted. Correct. That, uh, absolutely. That, that's that's, 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 that's that, the key that, phrase. That's a key yeah. phrase that, that made people upset. That was self inflicted. If Rangers had gone out there and not made a mistake, I honestly think they might have scored two or three. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I think the game is there for the taking. Obviously, it was artificial pitch again, which you know often causes us problems. And 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 because it was the same player who was culpable for the two the, the two goals, I think it's natural that questions are going to be asked about his cap. You know, is he captain material and all the rest? Of it. Now, don't get me wrong. I've I've seen some stuff. You know, the player getting tweeted personally and all the rest of it, and folk telling him that he's not up to it. That's unacceptable but I, I do kind of view Twitter as it's what people would be saying to one another in the pub after the game anyway I think it's a legitimate debate and it's actually what people would be screaming at the ceiling when there's yeah. nobody else in the room yeah because they're not actually big enough to say it to people in the pub and <laughs> I, I, I do think you know if, if, if that game was at Ibrox if you were in the, the Loudon or the District Bar, folk would be saying, oh, I don't know, is he, is he capable of being captain? So the fact that you're putting it out there on Twitter, I don't think it deserves some of the reactions that, that people get. But, you know, I do think you, you do get the other people that just go direct to the player and abuse them, which is obviously, that's that's wrong. There's no defending that whatsoever. More of you and Tav is, you know, I think he's a great player for Rangers, a great asset. I, I do have questions about him as a captain, though. Don't forget, Colin, Philip Hollander, you could make an argument that Philip Hollander tried to clear the ball for the first goal with his wrong foot because he's, he's left-sided. That would have looked like a, like a right-footed clearance to me. Um, I mean, Tavamir, people, because he's, he's not a natural back as such, are naturally going to gravitate towards pointing out his, his defensive deficiencies. Um, I think Stuart makes a valid point in terms of carrying the team going forward. You can still make a, you know, maybe not so much this season, but um, the, the responsibility and the onus on James Tavernier to drive the team forward is phenomenal. And it's, it's still a, a big part of Rangers' game plan. Um, but, you know, whether he's, he's, you know, does he look like an identical Rangers captain in the mould, I'm maybe a Richard Goff or a Terry Butcher or a, a John Gregg or a, or a, or a Gavin Ray. <laughs> Aye, or a Barry Ferguson. Or, or, you know, he's, he's maybe known, you know, rightly, he's no, no classed in, in that kind of company. But um, it would be interesting to see who the next Rangers captain is. That's, that's, that's one that I'm, I'm keen to see answered. Well, Dale, I, I mean, I think, you know, if, if things go the way they're going, I think Ryan Jacks put his, his name in the heart, but uh, yeah, it's but you know, no trying to say that 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 Tav should be stripped to the captain. Say, but I do question him at times in that role. Uh, but maybe you're right. Maybe we're all looking for our, our captains to be a John Gregg or a you know a Richard Goff or a Terry Butcher. That's my views of Rangers captains, and I don't see that in Tav. And maybe I'm unfairly judging them based on that. I don't know. But I think the best will in the world there, I think with some of the captains that you've mentioned there, you're actually comparing Rolls Royces with tractors. You know what I mean? I, 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 think, I, I, I think you're looking at guys that were almost almost designed 
for the, the, the role as being a Rangers captain. And the other thing is, you've got to understand as well the, the type of players that were around Rangers at that time when these guys were made captain. And I, and I do think, you know, if, if, if Tavernier, for me, it's I don't think it's ever been an issue that he's the Rangers captain. The guy the guy stuck it out. The guy's probably deserved to be the captain, whilst others have come in you know, later in the day. But again, it's it, it's one that you would expect. He... He won't. He won't need anybody to tell him, um, and wouldn't have done over the last couple of days about the howlers that he made that cost Rangers uh, a, a, at least a point in the the Europa League. And and to that extent, I think he probably will have learned by his mistakes. But uh, again, is it a is that a cause or a reason for taking the captaincy off him? No, I don't. I, I, personally, I don't buy that one. Sorry, just just jump in here. Um, I, I'm aware that you want to press on the show, Colin, but just a quickly, um, he's made a couple of big errors. I mean, he, he made a big, a monumental error at Parkhead last season. Um, that's another big error against young boys. I think we, he can't afford... Too many a, more of these. ...a high-profile Rangers player, especially given that he's, you know, that kind of... There's a tenuous, a tenuous you know, appraisal of his, his role as a captain. I think he can't afford any more slip-ups like that. Otherwise, you know, the, the knives are going to be out for him. And, um, it's, it's, you know, that pains me to say that, but I would hope that James just, you know, cut out, you know, it, it, it's about risk mitigation. You know, that, that pass that he attempted to make to make the, the young boys player in the corner was, you know, over, you know, it was, it, the amount of risk attached to that pass was, was monumental and it was, it was needless. And you say self-inflicted goals. I said to my brother before the game, like, we just want to avoid self-inflicted goals. And what do we go and do? We we go and shut two goals that were easily avoided. But I guess you're, you're chanting it back to move on. Well, I mean, I think we've covered it now. But I, I think a lot of the stuff that came out about Tav is, is down to what we were saying earlier on. You know, everything about that game felt we lost it. No, because young boys, you know, were a better team than us because we had two absolutely critical moments of our, our own players making errors. I actually look at the second goal and I've asked myself, could McGregor have maybe done better with it? You know what I mean? I know the boys hit it well, but McGregor got a hand to it and, you know, it just felt like self-inflicted, as I said earlier on. And I think that's the most frustrating thing. But yeah, I'm conscious of time. We're running a wee bit over and so... Just a couple more things before we, we wrap up for tonight. Uh, Stuart, I'll come to you and your uh, journalistic uh, prowess and knowledge and ear to the ground and all that kind of thing. There's there's talk now about Ross Wilson getting the director of football role. Uh, apparently there's discussions ongoing to bring him in. Uh, have you heard anything of what the latest is on that situation? I think I heard more about this two years ago, actually. <laughs> when, he did, when, he, when, he did, when he didn't get no, it. No, 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 that is that. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here in 2017. <laughs> yeah, listen, um, the, 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 the fact, the fact uh, all I would say in this one is the fact that his name is being mentioned again and is in the mix is maybe a measure of, of where Rangers are in terms of the, their their pulling ability for personnel either on the pitch or off the pitch, and also the fact that I think um, the, the the being head of recruitment for for Rangers 
is an easier job now than it would have been two or three years ago. So therefore, there might be one or two individuals out there who suddenly feel a bit braver at taking the job on rather than they would have done a couple of years back. So is it is it is it such a vital role for Rangers just now? I'm 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 still I really am still to be convinced because I think there are people within Rangers just now and if you like the kind of scouting network that, that Stephen Gerrard has amongst other managers and coaches and individuals that he knows that is actually serving Rangers quite well um, just now as well. So I'd be interested to see who fills the role and also what part they play and in, in who Stephen Gerrard wants to bring in. David, uh, there's, you know, obviously we're moving into the, the international break. There's the, the Legends game next week between Rangers Legends and Liverpool Legends. Stephen Gerrard has hinted today that he, and I suspected he might do this, uh, he's going to turn out for Rangers at some point next week. Uh, surely that alone, would, that's that's worth 15 quid a year, your cash, surely, no? I would have thought so. Yeah, like you, I, I tuned into his uh, post-match comments on the, the club's YouTube channel um, when I get back home for the game. And uh, I posted on a, a, a forum that, that his comments has surely put possibly five between five and 10,000 out of the gate. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, you know, the still uh, Stevie G pulling on the famous blue jersey. Uh, if that doesn't get you along to Ibox next week, I don't know what what possibly could for a, a game of such um, such a nature. Uh, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll probably head along and, and watch some good players playing. Uh, yeah, I think I think it'd be quite. I think it'd be quite good if he actually if if he if he played one half. Uh, that's one what I thought Liverpool. he was going to do. Yeah, as long uh, seriously, I, I, that's fine. Play one half for Liverpool, one half for Rangers. Please do not do not under any circumstances come out in a half and half shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't see that happening. <laughs> That's a football no no that you can't be doing that. Uh, no, I mean the, the whole reason that I, I, I must admit I'm not a big lover of these sort of legend games. They're a good idea and I think they're quite good. You know, if you're wanting to introduce kids to games and all that kind of thing, they're, they're quite a good thing to go along to. Uh, but in the past, I've tended not to go. But I thought I'm going to go to this one because I'm conv- I've, I've not I've never seen Stevie G play in the flesh before. I don't think the only the only t- chance I would have got to see him was when Rangers played Liverpool and Walter Smith's testimonial. But I don't think he played that night. I know Michael Owen played that night, but I don't think Stephen Gerrard did. Uh, so I'd bought my tickets anyway because I hadn't seen Stevie G play in the flesh. Uh, the fact that he's going to turn it for Rangers is is, is just even better. <laughs> it's a good cause as well. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Aye. Aye. Like you, I mean, I've I've been to a couple of these kind of charity matches. I've been to, been to Fernando's um, benefit match back in January 2015, and I went to the to the game against the AC Milan. I think it's a glory they, they call it the Legends of AC Milan. Yeah, that was you know in the aftermath of administration, and that was a big night, and it was obviously for a lovely cause. So. Um, I anything that that, um, that puts money uh, in the hands of the less fortunate in society is going to be a good thing. And the added bonus of the manager pulling on the famous blues, got to top that off. Eh? Absolutely. And I think 
looking at the time, guys, I think we'll we'll call it quits there. Uh, so, Stuart, David, thanks for your comments, and that is all uh, for this week's edition of the Jersey Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast that is made by fans for fans, and the content is absolutely free. Uh, having a look at the comments on YouTube, absolutely some, some great stuff, guys. Sorry I never got an opportunity to read it out, but the, the conversation was quite in-depth. Uh, there's a show next week. Obviously, it's international break, but we're doing a show. Ross is hosting next week, so join us for that. In the meantime, for all your Rangers-related news, previews, uh, match updates and player ratings and all that kind of stuff, get yourself on to the website and the forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Uh, and until the next time, bye for now. <laughs>